Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 319 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is the world's longest running recruiting education podcast. Each episode provides you, the student athlete and the family of the student athlete, 15 minutes of recruiting advice and education that will change your athletic scholarship future. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is one of the many free and inexpensive recruiting education resources that is under the Recruit Me umbrella. Go to recruit-me.com to check out all the free and inexpensive recruiting education aids. This week's episode, episode 319, is part two of two of an interview with Josh Reynolds. Coach Reynolds is the scouting director for Prep Baseball Report in Colorado. This is his first year with PBR Colorado, as he has served as a baseball coach at the University of Evansville, at Northeast Texas Community College, at Kansas State, and at Northwestern University. Coach Reynolds pitched three years at Central Missouri State University in Warrensburg, Missouri. Central Missouri State is an NCAA Division II powerhouse, and he was drafted by the New York Mets in 2000. He was at Northwestern University for six years, serving as the pitching coach, the recruiting coordinator, and last year the interim head coach for the Wildcats. Coach Reynolds was the coach that recruited my oldest son, Parker, and was Parker's pitching coach for the four years that he was a cat. I invite you to go back and listen to episode 318, part one of this interview. Today's episode will cover great information and advice for not only baseball recruits, but for recruits of any sport. Let's get into the second part of the interview with Coach Josh Reynolds. You know, you mentioned uh, earlier some of the baseball metrics uh, and and maybe even some stats. What what are some baseball metrics, both offense and defense wise, that that uh, college coaches probably look at more? And what are some of the stats from high school or competitive baseball that are uh, more important, maybe to a uh, college coach as you're sending information to them? First, we'll talk about the metrics. So I think, like obviously, with a pitcher, you're looking at velo, right? So this fastball velocity, his off-speed velocity, is there separation in velocity from his changeup and his fastball? Um, and some guys are into the spin rate, but if you don't have all the information, it's it's tough to just say like, yeah, this is his spin rate, right? Because you need you need all the information. You can't just give me a, a hey, I'm throwing 89 miles an hour, and here's my my 2500 spin because I need to see like what does that 2500 spin actually consist of. Right. So uh, I think those are those are tough ones to just kind of just say, hey, here it is and, and look at them. Uh, I think velocity in, in the pitchers and then just like, you know, velocity and video are usually what we look at from the pitchers to see like, hey, do I like the arm action? Is there some athleticism there? Is there some projectability to the body? Um, you know, the command of the pitches as he's throwing them. So um, the velocity and then I think from a stat standpoint, from high school, you know, from a pitcher, you're going to look at their innings pitch and their strikeout to walk rate, right? So obviously they're, they're hopefully if you're in high school and you're a top of the line pitcher, you know, you're going to have less hits than innings pitch and more strikeouts than innings pitch and way less walks. Um, so those are, those are some things you look at there. Um, and then from a hitter, you know, arm strength, 
you know, their 60 time, their exit velo. Um, those are some, some bigger ones and the same thing, some video, you're going to want some video with all that as well to just kind of see in good video, like from the side, um, open side where you can see it. Same thing from the pitcher. I like, I want video from behind him as he's throwing a bullpen and that that's, that'll, that would be enough for me. You know, if I'm out recruiting or wanting to see if I want to recruit a kid just to see what the pitches do. Um, but then from a, from a high school, you know, like the stats that you probably want to, the, the coaches really care about is how many ABs did you have, you know, your strikeout to walk ratio too. And then maybe your batting average, you know, just so they can see, but stats are tough, you know, in high school, I'm um, not going to look at all the stats, you know, that, that deeply. Uh, I'm going to look at your, you know, your walk, your strikeout to walk rate for both of them. Cause if you're striking out in high school as a hitter, that's not a good thing. That means you're probably going to strike out in college and, and nobody wants swing and miss. And then in, in high school, if you're walking um, a guy per inning, then that, then that's going to be a tough one to go recruit because it's going to be the same thing. And we all know that you can't, you can't defend that, you know? So, um, but the, uh, the, the stats in high school, it's just like what, like all levels are different, right? So 5A versus 1A state versus state, you know, how, what, what type of arms are you seeing as a hitter? What types of hitters are you seeing as a pitcher? Um, the scorekeeping, like we all know the scorekeeping, like wild pitches turn into stolen bases and all of a sudden the guy's got 50 stolen bases. Um, so it's just, uh, it's one of those where you just, you try to pick like a couple of them, you know, and then like you, you want to see good video to kind of work off of that. And that's one thing PBR does a good job with in both showcases and in tournaments is providing that that good video and metrics as, as a player plays through uh, one of one of your events. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. That's the, I mean, that's the most important part of, of our events and, you know, the futures games, uh, which is the, you know, the it's for the juniors, juniors to be, and you know, their summer prior to their junior year, um, uncommitted and what we consider the top players in each state just kind of go down to Georgia and play, you know, three games. And it's probably the most scouted event in the country with, uh, with college coaches and some pro scouts there as well. Uh, but it's just the video. It's the amount of video from the workout the first day to in-game video to social media. Like that's what people want to see, you know, because it's video, 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 and then get it out to people that, who are making the decisions on if we like them or not, because then we'll let their eyes decide if they're interested. Coach, what are some of the differences in the recruiting timing between each level of college baseball? Uh, D1 probably gets identified most of the time first, and then how does it go from there? I think the the answer is just the time of it, right? So, the, like, and it's Division One that your higher profiles are going fast. Your lower ones, like, I mean, they're still recruiting guys that are going to be on campus that that fall, you know, going into the summer, you know, the spring slash summer. So uh, with the way recruiting is going right now with the transfer portal, I mean, you, you see what's going on. There's there, the, the early commits are still happening, um, but rosters are changing, you know, a lot, you know, after the season with guys entering the transfer portal, guys bringing in guys from the transfer portal. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how kind of the recruiting goes. I think the the timing for division two and division three, like they're always going to be recruiting, you know, the, the, probably that class that's coming there, you know, are they going into the early commitments? No, uh, that's more of your, your division one type thing, but the, uh, the way everything's going to play out is going to just see. And, and I, I hate it for, you know, the kind of the high school kids right now, because it's already kind of a, a, a interesting subject when you talk about recruiting, because everybody thinks there's just this one path. 
Um, and it's different for everyone. And that's the the big thing for everybody to know is there's a different path for everyone. Um, but now it's, you're going to see like our, the, the, the 25%, the 30% guy that would have, would have been, you know, out of high school going to a, a school, are they just going to save that money? And now, Hey, we're going to go into the portal and get a guy who has done it an older guy, stay old, you know, like it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, whole transfer portal is being, being played out. And then if, if they, they do end up letting them transfer for four, four years with no, no penalties, then our guys kind of transfer schools every year two two times out of that. It's going to be, going to be an interesting situation here coming up in the next, next few years, just to see how it all plays out. And if it works too, right. Yeah. If it works. And that, that's what I kind of look at is, you know, after the COVID, I think the transfer portal really exploded and uh, so there's two factors where the, the expanded rosters and then the uh, and the transfer portal, it's going to take probably three or four or five years here to kind of see how the dust settles. And, and mm. uh, th- that's why with Recruit Me, we want you to really have a list of people and don't burn any bridges and keep contacting people because uh, it may turn into your senior year uh, uh, before you, you, you find the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like the, the main thing is like just trying to like, when I say everybody's path is different, it's just, it is, you know, it's like, you know, everybody has this D one mentality and I got to do this. And uh, you know, I need to be in a power five. It's like, it doesn't matter. You need to get on the field. Um, you need to be in a place where you enjoy your, your, your teammates, um, a place where you enjoy the coaching staff and in a place where you can get the education that you want. You know, if you can find that at the D3 level, go do it. If you can find it at the D2 level, great. If it takes you to go, Hey, I want to go junior college and financially, I need to make it more affordable for me to go make that happen. Then go to junior college and, and do that, that first, and then kind of see where you are. If you need to develop. Um, and just get on the field. I mean, that, that the junior college level is great for that. Like that's what it's there for is to get kids the chance to go out and play, you know, and junior college is good baseball. There are really good baseball players in junior college and really good teams and programs across the country. There's really good NAIA. There's really good division two, II, division three. It's it's there's a lot of good baseball out there. If you just open your eyes to uh, different levels, you know, throughout the process. Coach, other than throwing 90 at a showcase or a tournament, what what are some tips that a student athlete uh, that you can give to a student athlete to get a coach's attention? Be strong physically, you know, and, and obviously the the strength is a big part of the game, right? And it has always been. It's always been. I just think it's more focused now um, and just done better now because you have strength coaches. You have people that are there to to guide you and train you. Um individually and as a team so i think the strength part of it and it's not just of in the season hey i'm i'm not going to work out because i don't want to yeah you have to be able to train all the time because if you when you show up to college that's what that's what they do programs train year round uh, it's different based on the time period but you train year round and just what we've noticed is guys who show up who are more physically developed um have a chance to get on the field quicker right they their their bodies don't break down as the season goes on they don't go from throwing 87 to 82 you know because they're just not strong enough so that was that's probably the one thing i would say is just make sure you have a program you're working with somebody you're in the weight room whether it's the school with somebody individual or gym um, and start as soon as you can, you know, and, and, and continue to build that and make that a big part of your your game. And then I think the other one is just the mental game. Guys, for the most part, like we're going to go out and we're going to see like baseball players, you know, as a college coach to like who we like, you know, so like things were like, like does he have the strength and what's the mental game? You know, like the baseball part of it, like, yes, I like that. Um, that's good. But 
be strong from a mental standpoint and work on it, you know, train yourself to, Hey, there's an air behind me, behind me. I don't walk the next three guys. So what move on, you know, you give up a home run, you're, you're in the zone with the, the next couple of pitches. I mean, I think those are two things that get overlooked and everybody thinks, Hey, let's throw 90. Hey, let's do this. So that, that's a, that's a part of it, you know, but the, the ones that separate guys are physical strength and the mental game. Kind of bringing uh, uh, Parker's showcase there in Chicago. Uh, I think you got to see him pitch three innings, and he did pretty good the first two innings. And and then I noticed he threw all fastballs the last inning, mm-hmm. and uh, got a, got a hit off of him. Uh, somebody made an error, and then he ended up getting out of the inning. And I think the next day when we visited with you, I asked him. I said, I asked you. I said, did you have him throw all fastballs? And you said yes. And I said you said it was nice for him to be in a stressful situation you wanted to see how he reacted coming out of a stressful situation so so Mm -hmm. we we learned a lot there you know in the recruiting part that you're not just looking for a kid to go out there and just play great all the time you want to see how they're going to react in a uh, situation where they don't have a good at bat or maybe a a, a get a hit or somebody makes an error behind them so the the mental part of it is a big deal yeah and and it's just you see it like a lot of the guys who you know, you recruited, they, they don't, they don't fail a lot, right. They may have a game, but then they go four for four the next game. So like what you see is with the the younger, you know, freshmen, when they show up on campus, it's, you know, they have these expectations of I'm, I'm going to be this guy, I'm going to come in and do this. And then all of a sudden they get dominated in the fall, you know, whether it be a hitter just getting dominated by the pitchers as soon as they get the scouting report. Um, and then they learn how to pitch him or, you know, pitchers just not being able to get guys out because they're, starting out, you know, 2-0 or their flat fastball is just not getting people out down the middle, you know, or the, the strike zones change. It's not the high school strike zone anymore. So then it's like, oh, man, I, I've, I've lost it. I don't know how to pitch anymore. And you, and you see, you know, kind of their mental side kind of, they just don't trust themselves anymore. Where it's like, no, like you're still good. You're just now playing against grown men again, you know, like just like you did when you were a freshman in high school, you weren't ready to play varsity. And that's why you didn't play varsity for the most part. Um, but now you're trying to go play varsity as a freshman. And it's kind of that same cycle all over again you just got to get them to understand you're good enough you just have to get better you have to continue to work on little things of command um uh, don't get yourself out of the plate you know you can't just swing at uh you know every first pitch and expect to have success because these guys can pitch uh, these these hitters can hit like whatever it may be so the, the the strength part and the mental game part were really two things that like we tried to stress with with guys that we talk to like, Hey, what, what's the biggest things we need to do? Come in strong and make sure the mental game is good. You know, work on those things, the baseball part, like that's why we're recruiting you. But these are two things that will separate you when you show up on campus. Can you think of one or two other things that we haven't covered on the, uh, for, for some recruiting advice for our recruit me, uh, student athletes and families? Yeah, I think this one, be patient. Like there's a lot of potential change coming to the game of baseball, um, in college, whether it be the number of coaches, the the roster sizes, scholarships. I mean, there's been so many talks about it and nothing's been been set in stone yet, but there's just so much that could happen in the next, you know, six to 12 months that may just change everything, you know? So be patient. Um, I think that the main thing is what I see, especially in this role, when I actually get to talk to players now, as, as opposed to having the NCAA rules, you know, I get to talk to families and kids a little bit more, just like when we're at events and it, I don't, they don't enjoy it. Right. They're not enjoying the process. Everybody's stressed out and they're worried about this. They're worried about that. And, you know, what do I got to do? It's just enjoy baseball, enjoy the game of baseball, have fun, play, 
Um, these are, these are times that you just don't, you don't get back, you know, you know, you, you don't get to, you know, play with your high school teammates all the time, but it's like, those are times that you remember, you know, when you think back of like, oh, my, my senior year, we did this or like, enjoy it, you know, don't, don't be so caught up in, I don't have a scholarship or nobody's talking to me or whatever. I signed to, at the University of Central Missouri after my senior year in high school. And never really thought about it, you know, never really cared about it because it wasn't that big of a deal. I was hoping that somebody was going to give me a chance. Um, but it was after my senior year in the summer, that's when I got the opportunity and I wouldn't have changed anything, you know, a division two school, but a power, you know, a power player in the division two game. Um, but I enjoyed the game of baseball. I enjoyed being around my, my friends and, and playing baseball that way. So I think be patient, enjoy it. And then, like I said earlier, it's just <clears throat> everybody's path is different just because, this this kid's path was this and this is what he did it's just it's just going to be different he may be bigger he may be more physical he may have matured sooner where your son or your daughter or whoever um they, they may mature at a, at a different rate like i i didn't grow until my sophomore year in high school and that was just catching up a little bit and then i continued to grow into college you know so like that's where like this like that's why stories are different and and, and i was probably a division one player in today's game you know, but I wasn't back then. And that's okay. I got a chance to be on the field right away. You know, I, I, I was a weekend starter um, in the rotation as a freshman and for three years. And then I had a chance to get a go play professional baseball and you got to enjoy it, you know, and you got to give yourself a chance to not worry about things you can't control and just control what you can and get better, get in the weight room, work on the mental game, you know, train, train properly of don't just you know, go hit on the tee all the time and think you're working on your swing, challenge yourself, put yourself up against the machine, throwing 95 plus and see if your swing can catch up to it. You know, with the hitter, like put yourself in there versus division one pit or hitters when they come back for, you know, Christmas break or in the summer, see what you need to work on, you know, go watch games at the high level, you know, whether it be division two, II, division three, II, division one, Juco, and see if you're that type of player, you know, because <laughs> that's the thing I think people don't understand is like they, they have their sights set on, Hey, I want to do this, but they don't really know what it takes to be there. You know, like hey, I'm a seven, five runner. And I think I'm a shortstop. Well, there's not many seven, five runners who play shortstop in division one baseball, you know? So I think it's go out and, and, and see what you need to do, but then also put in the work to get yourself in a better position to be able to go do that. That information is, is awesome and, and going to be very helpful for our uh, recruit me families. And so we're going to end it there and hopefully maybe I can have you back sometime as we uh, pick through the recruiting process and we, you find out more about your PBR roles. I would assume that uh, in any state and, and because the um, podcast kind of goes across the country, um, anybody can reach out to their state representatives uh, by going to the PBR uh, website, the prep baseball report website. Yep. Yep. You just get on the website and, you know, you can go to your state and you can see events that are happening in your state. Click on uh, learn more. I think it's the learn more tab and it'll give you the staff directory and you can figure out who your, your state director is and you can contact them with any questions, concerns or upcoming events, anything that you may have. But yeah, we're, we're wide open. It's, it's all right there on the website. And I think the main thing is what we're, what I'm trying to do. And I think what PBR is trying to do is we're just trying to help, you know, we're just another, another resource to, to, to potentially help kids reach their dream and their goal. It was good for us in the events that we got to go to. So uh, I was excited to, to see that um, you were able you're able to help there in the PBR. And hopefully we can reach out to you uh, here down the road and pick your brain for some more information that, that'll help uh, 
kids go from the being a high school student athlete to a college athlete? Anytime, Brent. You know that. Just reach out. Let me know. Well, thank you very much. You bet. Thank you to Coach Reynolds for taking time to give us great information about both PBR and recruiting. In both Part 1 and 2, we heard about PBR and what baseball players get by going to PBR events. Coach Reynolds talks about what coaches look for at events and that PBR helps players at all levels of college play. His advice to high school student-athletes was to be strong, both mentally and physically, and that you will be competing against other very good and experienced players when you arrive your freshman year. See how Recruit Me and its resources can help you get started or inject energy into your recruiting process. Start by continuing to listen to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. And also go to recruit-me.com to sign up for the free recruiting power pack. Thank you for listening, and please share this episode with friends and other student-athletes and their families that are looking to play their sport in college. Listen in next Tuesday for another 15 minutes that will change your athletic scholarship future.